Hello and welcome for a day in the week at the podcast, The Local Cedars. I am joined by Carl Benjamin. Hello. And Harry. Hello there. I love the way we don't need the date, but we need my full name. Yes, of course. <laughs> Just in case anyone <laughs> forgets Gary's who you are. <laughs> I'm not my mentor. <laughs> I'm a titan of the industry, Carl. <laughs> Why People don't need to my surname. Giving... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why are you getting <clears throat> listening to me and giving the full date? Uh, you know, you're getting seen off. Anyway. <laughs> now, how many... Did you actually worry about that? Because I worry about that. Like when I get 60. Am I going to be mental? Oh, no, thank God. You're already I'd, I'd be, I'd be, I'm looking forward to it, to be honest. Callum, you can't read. You don't pay attention to what day it is. You don't know what time of the year it is. But I know where I am, at least. For but now. If I lose that, I've got nothing. For now. <laughs> but, um, right. I'm not worried about it. I'm quite looking forward to it. Because then uh, responsibilities are taken off my shoulders and put onto other people. What, to know where you are? Yeah, to, to, just uh, loads of responsibilities. I won't suddenly have Carl, to. Carl gets to live in his own personal fantasy land yeah, exactly. for the rest of the time. Yeah. Just to pretend he's back before Blair, back when he <laughs> yeah. was still English. Yeah, yeah, honestly. <laughs> like, again, you, you, you're talking down senility, but it's got its upsides. Okay. So. Yeah, I feel better about getting old now. <laughs> anyway, but today we will be talking about the Tucker Carlson synthesis, the fact that Farage is the real winner of I'm a Celeb, and uh, Michael Knowles versus Pornhub, which is an exciting court case I would hope would happen. Mm. But, uh, I'm. You wouldn't think Michael Knowles would have that much to do with Pornhub, actually, really, would you? And he's but... mainly reporting on it, so... Okay, fair enough. Coming to blows. He's not, he's not the one throwing litigation against them. In okay. fact, they're probably going to be throwing litigation against him, given their track record. Probably true. How dare you reveal that we're all a load of pedophiles? No. <laughs> you can't do this. No. We aren't actually accusing Pornhub of being a load of pedophiles. Allegedly. That was... <laughs> yeah, that, that, no, we'll let them speak for themselves on that matter. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I suppose we um, shall begin. But I, I suppose first and foremost, sorry if I'm a bit sick. I'm sick. Right. Thanks, Dan. <laughs> Tucker Carlson. He has come around to give us a synthesis, which is always good news. Oh, yeah. I think so. It's this nice. It's a kind of Zamorist synthesis. I think it is a Zamorist synthesis. <laughs> because you may remember, once upon a time, an evil man known as Tucker Carlson sat down and, and had a thought. And um, his thought was that, well, I keep listening to these Democrats. And they keep telling me that they want to get rid of all the white people to get rid of their political power so that they can be in, in power forever. I think that's bad. And that speech set the world alight, of course. The Democrats have been pretty transparent about it, too. Hmm. Well, that was the thing. And, and to get back to this, I mean, I suppose I'll play a little bit, is that Tucker did this segment saying that. And the, the way he did it is he just played the footage. Dave is African-American. <laughs> It's white, it's Latino, it's Asian Pacific Islander. It is made up of those who've been told that they are not worthy of being here. Yeah. It is comprised of those who are documented and undocumented. In a couple of presidential cycles, you'll be on election night. You'll be announcing that we're calling the 38 electoral votes of Texas for the Democratic nominee for president. It's changing. It's going to become a purple state and then a blue state because of the demographics. The demographics of America are not on the side of the Republican Party. The new voters in this country are moving away from them. And instead, they're moving to be independents or to even vote on the other side. An unrelenting stream of immigration, nonstop, nonstop. Folks like me who were Caucasian of European descent, for the first time in 2017, will be in an absolute minority in the United States of America. Absolute minority. Fewer than 50% of the people in America from then and on will be white European stock. That's not a bad thing. That's a, that's a source of our strength. 
So <laughs> what do you say? His, his face. But I love it. The, the second an Irishman gets control of America, it's like right. You know, the Anglo-Americans are over. So okay. Weird yeah. demand. Yeah. But you may remember. It seems like it's been going on a bit before the Irishman got in charge. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the eternal Irish. But the working behind the scenes. Sorry. The argument's pretty clear. You know, Tucker laid that out a while back. Well, the argument, then, the argument, they're just stating it outright. No, no, this is what we're doing. Yep. We're not arguing it. No, rather smugly as well, the, yeah, yeah. to be clear. The democratic argument. This for, is our strength. Okay. Yeah. And there were a lot of responses, and I, I don't know if you ever looked at them. Like, even Reason TV did a big old response being like, whoa, Grace replacement <laughs> conspiracy theory? How could he say this? How Think could of Joe the Biden low wage. Say it? Yeah. And, and the low wages for the labor market, says Reason oh, TV. But you look at these videos, like any of them, you got CNN, you got media, whatever, who cares? Uh, David Pakman, for example, MSNBC. None of them play the videos that Tucker just played on his own show. I mean, why they, would they? But that's the point. It's it's weird because the, the blowback against Tucker at that time when we covered it was noteworthy because it was an interesting time to see the Great Placement become part of the American political lexicon. But none of the counter arguments were any slightly convincing to anyone and they couldn't deal with the actual subject matter, which is, well, people like Joe Biden saying they're doing it and it's good. Which, yeah, okay, that's pretty, that's pretty advancing the dialectic, I would say, that now this is a conversation in the United States. And even the ADL back in the day shat themselves because he'd done this. As you can see, they did some big article being like, oh my God, he said it. He said it on TV. You platform him now. So do the Democrats. Yeah. They keep saying it in front of cameras. Well, that was kind of the problem. It was like, yeah. oh, Tucker Carlson said the thing that Joe Biden said. <clears throat> well, wasn't this also... Said. Wasn't this also around the time that CNN released an article called The Browning of America, boasting about it? Probably, yeah. Well, it was, it was a weird thing. And um, the ADL define the conspiracy theory here, to, to be clear. They, they define the Great Replacement Conspiracy Theory as uh, they accuse Jews, global elites, democratic leaders, and others of using democratic institutions and processes to eliminate the white Christian Americans, or what Tucker Carlson calls legacy Americans. Does he call them that? <laughs> Well, he also didn't say any of that. That's the thing. He literally just, in the clip, laid out, here's what they believe. Yeah. Joe Biden, Stacey Abrams, etc. Uh, they believe the blue wave is the removal of the white population. That's about it, really. That's, that's their opinion. And it had nothing to do with Tucker. Now, the reason I bring this back up isn't because all of a sudden I just remembered this. It's because there was a debate the other day for who was going to be second place in the Republican primaries. Mm. Yeah. You may remember. The Indian dude. I love that he needs yep. a note for that. Yeah, he just... <laughs> <laughs> you know, stay on topic. Stay on topic. Yeah. Nikki is corrupt. Yeah, okay, but you need to remind yourself. But for people listening, he's literally in his little notepad, just written in massive letters: "Nikki yeah. equals corrupt." And he's obviously got it for the stunt of holding it up. But like, come on, man. Yeah, but this debate I kind of ignored because literally, who cares? Yeah, who's going to be second place in the Republican Trump primary? Trump. 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 Yeah. Gives a crap. So, not interested. But there was a, a funny moment, which is the Vivek over here. How do you say his name? Ramaswamy. Vivek. I'm going to say Vivek because he's. <laughs> I haven't even got to the surname. <laughs> no. Uh, Vivek over here, he, he stands up and gives uh, a speech where he literally just lists off a bunch of what are called conspiracy theories yeah. and says that, no, they're all true. Uh, for example, he says January 6th was an inside job. The flatness and the hollowness of the earth. <laughs> He doesn't Both say that. Inside jobs. <laughs> <laughs> They're inside jobs. Wait, wait. So would, that, would that would that be like the flat crust theory in that I, case? Because if the if it's oh, both yeah. flat and hollow on the inside, Look, what you've got there is a wafer. <laughs> you've got the wafer earth theory. Wafers have a filling. 
but but I I don't see the point of the flat Earth conspiracy at all. It's like who benefits? Like what's the end goal? Well, who benefits is people who want to smear everything as a conspiracy so they can have the one obviously wrong, completely insane conspiracy to associate them all with. Does he bring up aliens? Uh, I don't believe he does. Oh. But to to your shame. <laughs> But he, he does bring up, as I mentioned there, a whole bunch of things that um, the Republicans believe, which is the, the FBI, for example, did send some of their agents to uh, make the crowd enter the Capitol. I mean, we have evidence for that. It's not much of a conspiracy. I mean, the people I mean, have We charged. only have the video. Ray Epps, whatever. Yeah. So that's all aside. The big thing that caught everyone eye, everyone's eyes is that he said that the Great Replacement Theory is not some grand right-wing conspiracy theory, but the basic statement of the Democratic Party platform. That's totally true. Evidenced by the statements of, well, the platform of the Democratic Party leaders, but also their, Biden. also the the things that they do. They want mass immigration. They want open borders. But why? Well, they said yeah. to replace American voters with new voters who will only vote for us. To turn states purple and then blue. They're pretty clear about it. So I mean, that was that was pretty interesting uh, <clears throat> moment. And of course, uh, Vivek backed this up by just posting the same clip that Tucker had, where it's like, hey, here you go. Here's your leader, literally saying that it's a good thing to replace you. With new voters who only vote Democratic, I realize he's not in charge of the party, but like he seems like he might be important. <laughs> well, I mean, time. Th- this is also backed up by um, dem- uh, demographic polling that shows that, generally speaking, if only white Americans voted in every election, I think only two or three states would be Democratic, and that's still too many. But this went on because um, there was some pushback again this time for this being brought up in the mainstream of political dialogue, and this one here is Van Jones being very personally hurt by, by Vivek saying this, I suppose. This is, this is part of a long history of Van Jones being an absolute bonkers lunatic. But not really. I think he's just a liar. I mean, there is that too. Well, no, we can prove it. Yeah, yeah. The Project Veritas leak, yeah, for yeah, example, yeah. where on the screen, he tells you about how upset he is about the Trump-Russia stuff, and then Project Veritas got him smoking behind the yeah. studio. It's like, oh, it's a big nothing burger. Yeah, so let's point. take a look at his, oh, I'm sure, sincere public face. And the smug, condescending way that he just spews this poison out is very, very dangerous because he won't stop Trump, but he's going to outlive Trump by about 50 years. And you're watching the rise of an American demagogue that is a very, very despicable person. Yeah. And I, I'm, I, literally, I, I, was, I was shaking listening to him talk because a lot of people don't know that is one step away from Nazi propaganda coming out of his mouth. But the good- what? Literally shaking. What did the Nazis ever have to say about the Great Replacement? Um, like, was immigration into Germany a big problem for the Nazis? No. Yeah. Uh, actually, yeah. It has nothing to do with the yeah, Nazis. The problem of the Nazis, they had a growing population. They needed living room. That's why they invaded everywhere. It's the That's total, literally their rhetoric. It's literally the total opposite of what the Great Replacement is but don't, about. But don't expect him to understand much, because obviously the problem is that the, the narrative of well, we're going to replace the white population with one that only votes Democrat, is his own rhetoric, which is difficult. Because um, CNN went on to completely just continue to be mad. As you can see here, they say, you know, uh, it's them talking to yeah. Vivek over here. And one of the funny things <laughs> is that Go at this point here, he's talking about it and saying, well, you know, can we talk about it or not? And this is them just debating if the subject should be debated. And then she says this. After people of color and, and Jews. But let's just assume that that, that was something that was happening. Is that so wrong? So, what's, so, what's wrong? 
And then they go on to argue some more. Right, right. So what's wrong with giving America away to a bunch of foreigners? <laughs> well, it's just a weird thing. To, to, I don't know how you take this position of it's not happening, but it's a good thing. Let's say that <clears throat> Spanish people are being pushed out of all of their towns and villages by English holiday makers. If that's happening, is that so wrong? <laughs> <laughs> just, it's like, okay. I mean, again, the defense was not strong or even, well, thought out. In the slightest. Just because all of the signs in Spain are now in English. And on every corner, there is now a pub, a fish and chip shop. <laughs> and we've renamed it New New England. Is that so bad, even though it's not happening? How as an Englishman, yes. or otherwise known, a new Spaniard, as I prefer, <laughs> I see this as a pure, pure positive thing. I'm just as Spanish as you. <laughs> yeah. Everyone in southern Tenerife now supports Rangers, not Celtic, for some reason. But as you can see here, CNN went on a bit of a uh, tirade because they, they were the only ones who yeah. put up any resistance, really, in which they were like, no, this can't be discussed. And they had, on one side, the Democrats are like, yeah, this is good. And the other side, this is bad. And they're like, no, this isn't happening. So, like, Well, they had Jamal on over here to tell us that it was anti-Semitic to discuss, which, again, neither Vivek or Tucker ever brought up the subject of Jews. It, it wasn't an issue. It, it wasn't part of the conversation. It was, no, here's Joe Biden, a non-Jew. Here's Stacey Abrams, a non-Jew. Saying that they want to change the country's demographic. It's really weird that like people like the ADL are like, no, it's anti-Semitic. It's like, why are you leaping in front of this? Yeah, we, you're but, not part of this conversation. Yeah, but, and, and this is just kind of funny in general because I heard I heard a rumor recently that the ADL have now apparently lost so many Jewish donors they're now thinking of toning it down on attacking the right. Oh really? Have they really? Because they know that the right aren't actually anti-Jewish. They don't care. No, the, the, the left we, hate you. The we, right don't care. The right are the ones going. We love Israel. And the left are like, look, you know, literally intifada death to all the Jews. And they're like, hmm, maybe we need to start courting those right-wing donors. Yeah, because you've run out of money. But we're getting back to them later. But back to Van Jones real quick. You may remember how personally hurt he was. What He was physically shaking because he heard uh, Vivek say that this was the democratic position. Literally shaking RN. Well, here's a private video of him talking about how he wants the country to become uh, majority non-white and for the whites to like it. Asking the white majority to do something is difficult. Uh, you paused it. Oh. And I think it'd be easier if we just acknowledge that it's difficult. No ethnic majority group in 10,000 years of human history that I could find ever went from being a majority to being a minority and liked it. And that's basically the request from the racial justice left is that we want the white majority to go from being a majority to being a minority and like it. That's a tough request. And the reality is that change is hard. <laughs> change that you want is hard. Change that is good is hard. You know what, right? Straight from the <clears throat> horse's mouth. For people who can't hear that, he said that the demands of the racial justice left are to make the white majority go from majority to a minority and like it. And that kind of Change is hard because the change you like is hard. But also because no one's ever willingly done this because why would you? Yeah, why would you give up your political power? And the thing as well, right? So, okay, let's assume that the racial justice left were constant, noble, and virtuous people, right? Let's assume. <laughs> let's imagine. Okay, all right. Yeah, let's imagine. It's a bit outside the realm of possibility. Exactly. But Fantasy Let's land, okay. Fantasy world <coughs> in which they are literally the best. Even one. imagining it is killing Callum. Right? I'm allergic to bullshit. <laughs> he, he's saying even in that circumstance, it wouldn't be desirable, right? And then look at the real racial justice left, and you realize, wow, they're a bunch of 
kind of Nazis. And I hate to just be like, oh, look, they're Nazis, but they're not terribly dissimilar. And they seem to really hate white people. And they seem to actually really quite like it when some of them killed. So it's like, right, why would I want those people in charge of anything? Why would I want to cede any kind of power to those people? Oh, because it's progress. Because exactly. o- because otherwise, you might get called racist, which is the worst. Your family being murdered, yeah. um, the police being structured against you and getting people like black guys who've murdered people but, but out of prison on. early, that's all one thing. Let's, but let's you don't not, want to be a racist. Let's not expand it that far. Let's give it to the very narrow, narrow confines that they've laid out, which is that they want the white population of the United States to lose its political power because they just won't have the votes to hold on to their interests. Yeah. Because their interests are not the same. Mm. as uh, other groups' interests based on the voting data. Right, that's very interesting because it's like, okay, what are the interests of the white population? Well, law and order, low taxes, yeah, uh, the Republican stability, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, lack of political corruption, you know, just, just, just fairly normal things you think actually non-white people would benefit from as well. But there's no racial justice there. That's which- fair. Is the real problem, yeah, and that's what. Well, well, <laughs> yeah, it's just generally, yeah. generally speaking, it does seem that non-white people do benefit from that, which is yeah, why they, do, they yeah. pour into our countries. Yeah, yeah. It's such incredible yeah. numbers. But but if you want to destroy that net positive for the world, um, well, by immigration policy, you're a bad guy. But also, I believe in it. Says Van Jones. I just no, no, he I, promotes it. Yeah, 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 he's actually in favor. Literally, his position behind closed doors yet again, but publicly, is like, I'm shaking. How can people say that we believe this? But you say it. Can't believe That's a why. Nelson Mandela fan would believe this. But there we go. I mean, again, I mean, that was CNN. They tried to to shoot back against this conversation being had in public in the mainstream political discourse, and uh, it failed. Uh, the New York Times had a stab at it, a very, very tepid stab. They say here, defending Trump, Ramaswamy rattles off right wing conspiracy theories. Right. Okay. They say here that uh, he claims that the great replacement theory, the racist idea that minorities, sometimes manipulated by the Jews, <laughs> want to replace white Americans. Again, none of that. Why are they just the Jews? But you've, you've added that to the conversation. Um, was not a conspiracy theory, but instead a basic tenet of the Democratic Party platform. He said, the great replacement theory has been creeping into the conservative mainstream, popularized by hosts like Tucker Carlson, and has been referenced by several mass shooters. It's got nothing to do with anything. But that's it. That's all they wrote about this subject. Right. They didn't write any counters. They they just said, you hate the Jews, I guess. And obviously Ramaswamy is sat there like, I'm running Republican. I love Israel. What are you, <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. The, the only other major outlet I could see that even referenced this, because you would have expected if this happened in British politics, every mainstream media outlet, even the Telegraph and everything, would be like, well, how could you? How could you discuss such a thing? But in America... It's now got to the point where you have the New York Times and ABC, that was it. And all the people could muster. And again, they mustered one article. And in ABC's case, they almost sound like they're endorsing it. So Ramaswamy debunks, uh, defends debunked conspiracy theories, is, is yeah. what their headline is. You know that if you put debunked in the headline, that makes it true. That's yeah, debunked. Well, it's, Obviously. Well, they debunk it in the article. Oh, okay, go on. So they, they debunk it by writing this. Ramaswamy also boosted the great replacement theory, the white nationalist belief, that immigration policies are designed specifically to dilute the political power of white Americans by making them a smaller share of the population. That's all they wrote. That's it. They just describe it. Describe it in terms which obviously is what was laid out by Joe Biden. Mm -hmm. 
But and these, then and then run away. But these outlets ever have the balls to show a demographics map between well, no, 1965 and now? They can't show any amount of data. They literally yeah. cannot show any amount of data because the data is just totally against them on all of this. Yeah, this is this is Britain. This is London here. Yeah? Yep. Um, so this is what I find interesting because, of course, this conversation in French was somewhat demonized. We saw that um, I've forgotten his name now. Zamor did bring it up and it was able to be discussed. Yeah. In, in English and Britain, this is basically unspeakable in mainstream politics, but it's now something that could be spoken about in mainstream American Republican politics and the pushback doesn't exist. They literally, they, that's all they did. They wrote some articles where they defined it and then ran away. They didn't push back. They didn't say why it's wrong because they're not really able to because their leaders have said that's our primary goal. You didn't check the Spanish language websites, did you? But there's loads of debunking in there. <laughs> yeah, of course. I, I'm sure they deep, deeply care. But uh, <laughs> you're not getting the joke. Don't worry. I want to get back to this subject, though. The fact that it's uh, a bit of a synthesis because yeah. may I notice some other people um, failed on this yep. subject, specifically Bill Maher. Now, I have to bring this up because I just I can't believe this is real. Yep. But he went on trigonometry and said this. Very different. Yeah. <laughs> Very different. How so? Well, first of all, London was like all white. Yeah. Yeah. It was. You know, so can we just celebrate that victory that we made a place more diverse and not shut up? You know, <laughs> <laughs> you never get a pat on the back. No. The people who like achieve, I feel like, in that area, there's only like there's more to do. Of course, there's more to do. <laughs> but can we just get a little? Hey, I think I I think I read in Andrew Sullivan's <laughs> column like London went from like. Uh, 36% to like 86% people of color or something like that. No, maybe that's too mm. high, but some, it's, something it's a majority like, like a 50, yeah. like a 50 yeah. point yeah. swing, 50 points yeah. in two generations, three generations. Mm. Okay, that's progress. I, I'm not a bad person to like clap for progress. Uh, <laughs> Constantine is just like, now I... I don't want to be that guy, but I, 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 <laughs> I literally can't stop myself. I wonder if, for instance, a similar demographic shift was happening in, say, Tel Aviv or Jerusalem. If he'd be happy about if it. If he would be similarly happy. Maybe. I do like that. Constantine's face here, though. Because you can tell that, you know, when, when his family fled Russia, they're like, we're going to live in England. Among the English, it's going to be great. They're law-abiding, they're decent, they're hardworking, you're going to get on great. And he got on great. And he's looking around going, but where have they gone? I mean, it's literally what his book is about. Yeah, I know. I so, know. We're well aware that Constantine is listening to that. Yeah. Cool. And again, I mean, Bill Maher, self-proclaimed Democrat, still every night, no matter how bad things get, it's still like, well, I'm still a liberal. At least I'm never voting Trump, guys. Yeah, okay. This is what he sees uh, victory as. And, it's, it's crazy that this is a victory. It's like, what was the war? Well, here's the victory, for example. Yeah. I mean, the thing about Bill Maher and whatnot, not to be too rude, but Americans come to England and don't know the subject matter. Yeah. You can see here, for example, this is Leicester, and we have, where do the white British live? On a, on a graph of, of the city. And there's a big bit missing. Mm. That's where all the Indians live. Which bit do you think has slavery in it? Yeah, there's that. There's that problem. Leicester East, one in, was it eight people are slaves? I think it was one in six. One in six people are slaves yep. in that area. Um, Biggest hub of slavery in Britain today. We didn't used to have slavery in Britain, just so you know. Wh whose mind. victory is this? What goal makes this victory exactly? It's not a bad person for celebrating progress, Callum. 
Yeah, okay. Yeah, this, right. is, this is progress. Can we get a pat on the back for this, Callum? Yeah. So I think we could all agree. We've achieved, Where Callum. else would Indians live if not in Leicester? Would they, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're not expecting them to live in India, so are I think, you? I think you we can all agree, there? you racist. I think we can all agree that this uh, policy has been tried in England and has just sucked on every level. And there is no in America it sucks. And, and they're trying in America don't, as much as they can. Don't you want the entirety of the Western world to be Southside Chicago, Carl? No, no, neither do I. <laughs> but the synthesis I'm bringing up is that, of course, that conversation put forward by an Indian man uh, about the replacement of the Anglo-Saxon Americans. Well, they're not the only group, are they, in the United States? The other native ethnic group of the United States of America are the descendants of the slaves, of course. Which well, is I the bet African the Native Americans aren't exactly thrilled about this either. Well, they're not part of the United States. No, they well, kind of already lost this game, didn't they? I, I guess, but like you know, you can just imagine a Democrat going, "Hey, like, hello, fellow Indigenous person." Because that's literally how they frame themselves. Yeah. Aren't you glad that we're inviting the entire world to come and live in the land that you lost? Like, no, but well, they're brown. But let's take a look at this uh, victory in the United States, of course, because they've now um, tried to move these mass movements of people into black neighborhoods. And um, Every homeless immigrant that you bring in, that you scoop up one of the homeless individuals in our community... I think that would I be thought that woman at the front was throwing a different hand sign. No. <laughs> it's, it's only a matter of time, though. But they weren't very happy. As you may remember, this story blew up in Chicago, in which a massive uh, majority black community were just like, no, send them home. They don't belong here. No, no, these are replacing our good, honest, black homeless, know, homeless person. It's like, what? Why do you get them off the streets. Well, this was a really weird event because there was a press conference okay. held by the people who are protesting this. Yeah. And there are beautiful moments um, where, for example, uh, there's a black lady who's hosting it at the start and she just decides to come out and tell everyone that we can't do this because already 76% of all homicide shooting victims are black. We need to deal with that issue instead. I was like, well, okay. uh, this guy then turns up and he tells everyone that they are putting them in African-American areas and the crowd decide to join in. Because we're putting refugees, migrants, immigrants is into African American areas. And they try to force us out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there they are. Um, you're right. Uh, they then go on. There's a point of ten minutes and thirty seconds where so another speaker turns up and asks the question. Why are we putting refugees from war-torn places into areas where they can be further traumatized? Referring to the level of high crime in the neighborhood. Uh, so, so literally comparing it to a war zone. Uh, yes. I, I suppose we'll play it in fact, because I know I'm going on, but trust me, this is worth it. And the migrants and the asylum seekers and the immigrants themselves, because you're putting them in areas where there's a different culture, a different language, and they also uh, are in an area of high crime. So we're further traumatizing them, those who may have PTSD or other issues. <laughs> it's like, okay, rightio. And then the, the last one here that's just amazing, you, you've got to see it, boys, is uh, this speaker <clears throat> who decides to join in the conversation. Little Village, South Chicago, South Deering, or Hedwich, Communities that have a supportive cultural infrastructure and potentially more resources to support. Did you catch that? He's talking about a bunch of white neighborhoods saying, why don't you move them there? Oh, because they have a more supportive cultural infrastructure. Yeah, anyway. So the ending of this story, because as funny as that is, is that they decided they were going to give them 51 million, uh, not the black community, but the refugees. We're going to get 51 million US dollars. This went down like a lead balloon. Um, the speaker at this clip 
stands up and then demands reparations from the city of Chicago in response, because of course. Now, they then had a vote on it, and uh, they voted to give the money. So there we are. And then the response has been that the city is now debating and is going to hold a public vote in March to get rid of their sanctuary city status because the black community are so angry at what has happened, which is they're going to force us out. But also, Go they're, they're giving our Gibbs away. Yes, oh, yes. Yeah. Well, that's the funny thing is they're angry at this, but uh, I mean, uh, demographic information tends not to lie. These people will all still vote for Democrat because yeah, Democrats yeah. are the ones saying, don't worry, we'll still give you free stuff. Yeah. And then they're going, yeah, but we want more free stuff. You're going to give us less free stuff. You're going to give them free stuff instead. No. This is where I bring it back to Tucker Carlson, just to mention, I suppose, float the idea. Um, of all the people who are competing for second place in the Democratic, sorry, in the Republican primary, I don't care. Uh, he should be the VP. That'd be funnier. It'd be more fun. And Tucker also, would just be better. Yes. Yeah. He would just be a better speaker and a flapper. Uh, but also, there's a weird synthesis there, which I'm hoping might pick up some more steam, which is, hey, you know that, that attempt to bring in mass immigrants? Yeah, they're now sending them all to black neighborhoods. How do you feel about that, African-Americans? Um, not too well, it seems. Also, so. imagine in 50 years, if there's no longer a white majority in the United States, and you've got a bunch of Indians, South Americans, and Africans, you're like, oh, can we have money for being oppressed? <laughs> no. For slavery. Why do we care? None of us. Yeah, exactly. None of us go complain about the white. Oh, there's yeah, we no don't round. have. We don't have you white know? guilt. Yeah, exactly. The, all these groups don't have white guilt. So, anyway. Also, they, the, in that little freeze frame at the end, there they're about to drop an absolutely fire mixtape. <laughs> well, I suppose we'll move on to um, the king of the jungle, and uh, tell me what happened on your normie TV station, Carl. <clears throat> So, because Nigel Farage was on I'm a Celebrity, I had to watch I'm a Celebrity, which I haven't done, actually, <laughs> what uh, ever before. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were just going to do a segment where you didn't watch that. No, 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 <laughs> ever before. And so I, I literally just felt like a total normie. Just like they're, they're all like, like the guy who won is a huge fan of I'm a Celebrity. And he's like, Anna Deck, I love you. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, they're awarding he, the prizes to their own. Yeah, it's nepotism. It's, it's, no, it's not even nepotism. He's just completely grown up inside the Matrix and views I'm a celebrity as like the apex of human achievement. Right? That's the thing. And so he's, he's, I mean, he seems like a really nice guy, but like sheltered is a very kind way of describing him. He's kind of like a human version of a golden retriever or a Labrador, right? He's just like, he's, I'm not even joking. He's so, his name's Sam. So, so the, the last segment we did on this was you trying to, cope with the trauma from interacting with normie, normie world? Is yeah. this just part two? No, no, this is just me trying to give an accurate description of what this guy's like, right? He's, he's literally like a human Labrador. He's just bouncing around, happy at everything, wagging his tail. He's thrilled about absolutely everything. At the end of it, after he's eaten God knows how many, you know, pig's anuses and whatnot, he's like, this has been the best time of my life. It's like, okay. <laughs> but look, was it some kind of boomer? Thank God I got away from the miss and misses for two no, no, weeks. No, no, no. Imagine what a Labrador's opinion of literally anything that you do. And that's, he's literally like that. He's jumping up and down. He's just bouncing. He's hugging everything. He's just like, brilliant. I just love to be involved and be part of it. It's literally his whole shtick, right? I can see why he won. Yeah, he's, yeah but he's not, not like a bad guy or anything. He's just, there's a, there's a kind of innocence to him that is kind of endearing. You know, I can see why people like him. But, um, but man, it was just tiring. This is what tiring. happens if you take the blue pill. Yeah, I, I did not understand anything about normal world. Because I, I come from our world, which is totally weird and different. 
And if you want to support our world, go over to our merch store, check out our merch. It's not going to be there that much longer because we're going to have a new line soon-ish. God only knows how I'm going to get that done. But soon-ish. <laughs> so go and check it out and uh, help, so help support us because otherwise we have to move into normie world. And I don't want to do that because I spent long enough in normie world and man, it was just too much, right? It was too much. It was 23 days <laughs> they spent in the jungle and I had to watch it for about I don't know, 12 days or something like that. And it was just, I just couldn't take it. I've, I've spent far too much time online because this man, this image, yeah. is very clearly just very happy. This is a genuine moment of, of being thrilled for him. Oh, I'm so happy. I can't believe it. all I see is the soy jack. Yeah, but he won't know what a soy jack is. Exactly. He has no idea what the hell you're talking about. And he's just like, no, I met Ant and Deck and it was brilliant. I, I ate a pig's vagina and it was brilliant. I don't envy this. No, I know. But, but the thing is, there's something kind of precious about it because he's like he's the sort of guy who just seems to have never had a bad thought about anyone ever, right? Um, he's, he's from a program called Made in Chelsea. Never heard of it. Uh, his name's Sam Thompson. Never heard of him. And uh, he was the winner of this. Uh, he also um, defeated a bunch of celebrities, to be honest with you. I'm, I mean, maybe they are celebrities, but I hadn't heard of almost any of them. Like, there was a jockey that I'd heard of, but there was some... There was some Why friends. jockey? Well, because he was like a boomer jockey. Like, so, you know, you would have... Like, <laughs> on, on, no, no, no. Before, I don't know any jockeys. Well, no, I don't either. I can't remember his name offhand, actually. Was he amusingly small? Yeah, of course he was. He was oh, a jockey. Like, he was like this Italian jockey who moved to Britain in like the 60s or something. Um, but the, the thing is, back in the day, when you didn't have internet, you had to watch whatever was on TV. And on a sort of Saturday afternoon, your dad has on like the sports results, and so they're reading out the names of these things. You hear them by cultural transfusion, whether I'm interested or not. I have no idea, no interest in sports racing. Anymore. But, um, but anyway, there were loads of these people on there, and I'd never heard of any of them, really, apart from one guy and Farage. And so... Farage did pretty well to come to the final, right? He did do quite well. Um, one of the, uh, but you know, the the boxer was the scouser who seemed like a nice enough guy actually, um, but uh, he obviously wasn't enjoying the challenges nearly as much as Sam here was. Um, I mean, Sam literally says, "I've had the best time, and I'm the luckiest person in the world." Literally, the Labrador's opinion, which is cute, but also he did have to eat a camel's dick. And it was the best time in the world. I know. My favorite thing nearly, I've ever done. He nearly choked to death eating a pig vagina. <laughs> I mean, I'd rather win the lottery. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? But that's the thing. For him, this is the apex of human achievement. He's a, the, I'm a celebrity. is the best thing ever. All of my family watch it. Everyone I know watches it. This is, you know, the thing. It's like, okay, well, you know, you're on it, man. Have, have a good time. You know, he, he's watched every series. That's, you know, this has been on for like a decade now. You know, he's huge fans of Ant and Dex. So it's, there's kind of, there's something kind of wholesome that like the British public are like, yeah, okay, we'll vote for it just to make his year. You know, this is the best thing. Beep, vote for him. You know, but, um, but anyway, Farage came third, which is really, really good out of like a dozen or so people uh, in it, especially given how Farage is a divisive political figure, as we hear over and over and over. Um, but the thing about Farage is that he just really just normalized himself and humanized himself. And this is why I think He's the real winner of this. A, he got paid 1.5 million to do it, which was the highest that anyone's been paid, apparently. So that's staggering. Um, and you know, 8.3 million people watched the show every night. And of course, there were loads of news articles written about it. A lot of them trying to smear Farage, but it didn't really work. Uh, and so he's, uh, he's done really, really well there. He did come in the same position as Matt Hancock, third, 
It's like, uh, really? Gross. Uh, anyway, he comes out of the jungle, and you can see that he has noticeably lost weight. You can see how much thinner he is, and uh, he is actually quite tanned and stuff like that. Apparently, it's quite a lot of physical work when he's in there, so that's interesting. And so I thought we'd get some of the reactions. How do you think Piers Morgan took it? Well, congrats to Nigel Farage on losing a public vote for the seventh time. Bro, he came third. That's pretty good. I just this time to an irritating reality TV halfwit. Yeah, I mean he he's talking about Sam, and that is kind of true. But he's not that irritating. But also, Piers Morgan is, shouldn't have. Piers Morgan has no right to hold the intellectual or moral high ground over. Anybody, yeah. anybody in the world. He doesn't hold the intellectual or moral high ground over anybody in the world. But we're not even talking about that. We're talking about popularity. Yeah. If he's more popular, come on. I mean, yeah. does, does Sam Thompson have a set that has his name plastered on every inch of it? Well, there's no, no need to denigrate Sam. I mean, he's not a bad guy. Like, irritating reality TV halfwit. That's harsh. Piers. Like he did just win. I'm a celebrity. Thank you very much. How's Piers Morgan going to get through the day if he doesn't affirm to himself that I'm the best person who's ever existed? Yeah, yeah. Piers doesn't like popularity, I guess. Um, but uh, but he, he ended up engulfed in snakes. An appropriate final humiliation for the biggest snake in Britain. It's like, Piers, calm down. I mean, A, or, or Farage is just sat in the box while they pour snakes on him. But the thing is, none of the snakes bite him. So he just lays there. And snakes aren't... Like the, the guy it looks before, like he's taking a nap. Yeah, exactly. The guy before had spiders on his face. Oof. <laughs> like, okay, exactly. Like, Farage must have been thrilled. So, oh, really, my final challenge is to lay there with a bunch of snakes on me. <laughs> Thank God. You know, of all, like, unironically, the other guy had like mealworms and spiders on him. So, and literally, there's one crawling on his face. And I'm not, I don't blame him for freaking out, to be honest, because I bloody would have done too. Um, but the, the important part is that Farage was able to, um, Defend uh, a bunch of political positions. I think uh, obviously valuable. Uh, defended Brexit. Oh well, wait. Yeah, this is a Daily Mail um, journalist, quote unquote, who's like, look, Farage is coming out of this on top because, of course, he's going to have made a bunch of new uh, friends doing this and made himself very likable to many people, which is why he came third. I mean, you don't come third if everyone hates you. Where did Nella come last? Oh, good, because everyone hated her because <laughs> she was insufferable, right? Um, but the, uh, but the point is, like, um, Nigel Farage successfully defends Brexit, which is good. Nigel Farage successfully defends being against mass immigration. Um, I mean, this was particularly good. It's like, anti-immigrant. No, all I've said is we can't go on with the numbers coming to Britain that are coming. That's a totally true statement. Everyone at home is like, well, yeah, that's true. You know? What do you reckon? Ahmed? You know, like, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, they got to go, brother. Yeah, it's it's um. Oh, what's that? What's what's that guy's name? Citizen Khan. Yeah, yeah. It's literally the Citizen Khan thing, right? But you know, every con every household that was watching us in the country would have had a debate that evening. Yes, and well, there are just too many of them. There is an obviously true answer. Yes. So. Also, uh, let's not also discount the. Uh, amazing representation of those people coming over that Nella presented to them as well. Yeah, Going, Nella was born here. Oh, well, st still, she she positioned herself as the immigrant. I am an immigrant, Nigel! Oh, no, she wasn't born here. You're right, no. She came in when she was seven from Nigeria. Yeah, she, she shouted at him, and they're all going, oh... Is that the kind of person? <laughs> yeah, well, is it going to be? Are yeah. we going to get an army of Nellas coming over to this country? Yes, you are going to get an army of Nellas coming to this country. 
who are just going to like if I, if I say actually maybe the NHS isn't built to hold to be able to service this many people they're going to scream at your face incoherently yes, they are and then they're going to be like you hate me it's like no I just would like to get some surgery at some point when I'm ill <coughs> but, um, but anyway so then the political class started uh, chattering obviously and even places like the Guardian were like well this probably was good for Farage actually which is not good for us um I'm a celebrity, get me out of here, has presented the former UKIP leader turned GB News host with a near-perfect platform to return to frontline politics. Good. That's exactly what I would like to see. The once-unthinkable scenario of Farage joining the Tories has also become the subject of increasing speculation since he was feted by Tory members at the conference last year. A poll of Tory members also found that more than 70% would have happily backed Farage in the party. Get in. The Guardian is scared. No, um, the Tory media, by which I mean the centre-left media, such <laughs> as the Telegraph, um, are also like, yeah. I mean, to be fair, be better than what's going on at the moment, wouldn't it? <laughs> this is a beg for old ye- to the, for the Tories to be old yellowed. Yeah, yeah, it kind of is. Take them out behind the shed. Yeah, and just just put them out of their misery, um, because at least with Farage in charge, at least something would be happening that would be understandable, comprehensible. There's two stories there, though, isn't there? There's the first story, which is, oh, crap, he might save the Tories from the oblivion. And then there's all the Tories who are like, we deserve to be obliterated. Yeah, I, I agree with the second one. But the, the, the thing as well is that the Tories seem to just want to be in power for the sake of saying they're in power. They want power for no reason. Well, that's, that's why the they speak of, maybe if he becomes our leader, we'll be in power for no reason for another five years. No, no, like there's a, the inertia can continue. Yeah, no, the, no, no. But the Tories have a kind of fear that Nigel Farage might make them do something, right? And that seems to be the no. thing they're at. No, no, they have a fear of being obliterated by another party. You know, what? I don't know if they are afraid of that. Like, it's weird. They, if they lose one election to a right-wing party, if they become lower than that party, they are dead forever, and they know it. Oh yeah, but it's not that. Like then, I they're not afraid of losing to Labour, for example. Right? They're not no. afraid of that. For some reason, they seem to be pretty... If reform replace them, they are dead. No one will donate to them ever again. That's yes. the real fear. And so this is why they're obsessed with just staying in power. And um, beyond even party politics, my main concern is this. For the country to even begin to heal, the streets of London need to be absolutely flooded with homeless ex-civil service <laughs> staff. I mean, I agree. <laughs> I just don't think it's going to happen under Labour. Um, I don't but, think it's going to happen under either party, sadly. No, of course not. Of course not. So, I mean, hopefully it just happens with Farage coming back and liquidating the lot. Um, but uh, in this, he's just complaining. Well, look at the timing. Sunak's in power and everyone hates him. Farage has just made himself super popular and I'm a celebrity. And there's a fancy that once the Tories are out of office, he might become the leader. But I can't see the party machinery tolerating him becoming the MP. It's like, okay, but what if you just die as a party instead? And he is the replacement. That would be good. That would be good, yeah. yeah. And the Spectator, again, another sort of centre-left Tory. Uh, trying to think of a nice way of describing rag. They're run, they're run by Fraser Nelson. The yeah, Spectator is not a magazine to be taken seriously for the most part. Every so often, by accident, yeah. they'll publish a useful article. But, yeah, but lots it, of, that happens even with The Guardian sometimes. Yeah, yeah, but it's more their intrinsic connections to the Conservative Party. Because loads of conservative MPs have been journalists or editors of The Spectator and The Telegraph. 
Like there's a very incestuous relationship between these things. That's why these are relevant. Um, but uh, what happens next for Farage, given the current state of the Conservative Party, is entirely conceivable that Farage may end up its leader within a few years, whatever the consequences will be. I think they're afraid. I think they're genuinely afraid. Because, and, and I know you're, you are right. Like, oh, if they lose an election to a right-wing party, they're afraid. Sure, but I don't think they actually think that's going to happen. What I think they're actually afraid of, and reading these articles, is that Farage might actually do something with the Conservative Party. Like, we can't do so. You know, we've got this kind of fear of motion. Like, the Conservative Party just wants to sit still forever and there, achieve nothing. There is a certain truth to that. The yeah. Jonathan Bowden reporting when he was in the party, speaking to Michael Gove, saying, oh, it's terrible what immigration is doing to this country. We can't do anything, though. Yeah. Why can't we do anything, Michael? Well, it would be un-British of us to do anything. Yeah. No, they're, they're totally afraid of moving. Okay. Like, not moving is the ideal and default state of the Conservative. Like, that's literally what they're for. And that's basically how the British public used them as well. Things got quite bad under Labour. I think we'll pause and have nothing happen for 13 years. Oh, no, things are getting bad. Under, oh, we're going to have to, who do we go to next? But, uh, but anyway, just a quick uh, final roundup on this one. Uh, Sunak is... Um, Disliked. Less popular <laughs> than diphtheria. Um, <laughs> More popular than bubonic plague. No, not really. Uh, uh, 18... <laughs> 18% popularity disliked by 58%. He is slightly more popular than David Cameron, though. <laughs> Somehow. That's a great point. That's a great point. He is slightly more popular than David Cameron. People just Cameron. don't like David Cameron's face. Yeah, yeah. And Nigel Farage is on 26% Sorry. popularity and 49% disapproval. So he's a better start than Rishi Sunak. So he's the 11th most popular conservative politician. <laughs> And he's disliked by 58% of people. Yes. <laughs> that's correct. Good job, Tories. Okay, that's the general public, right? Who needs to know what they think? Let's go to the Conservative members. Oh, it turns out that that's even worse. Yeah, even worse. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, no it's, it's actually not quite as bad as with the general public, but it's still a minus 25% approval rating with the Conservative members. And this Liz Truss is more popular, but then she always was. Yeah, she was the one who was voted in by the membership. Yeah, whereas two thirds. Yeah. Rishi wasn't, so yeah. that's no surprise. Yeah, and so the the chatter is okay, but what about Boris? What about Boris? What about a Nigel Boris team up? Does Nigel need Boris? No. Like, why would Nigel need Boris? Bor Boris always has been and always will be a honeypot traitor. Yeah. I think like, so. when he was um, mayor of London back in the day, even back then he was talking about amnesty for illegal immigrants. And when he, when he got in, he immediately started talking about amnesty for all illegal immigrants. He's no savior. No, he's but, not. We're not talking about policy. We're talking about, does Gen Pop find him popular? Yeah. That time's gone. Maybe a year ago. I don't know. I, I think... I think well, about a year ago, I was in Parliament with some MPs, and yeah, they were all talking about how, man, we need to, we, we've just shot ourselves in the foot by getting Rishi in charge. We need Boris back. And a friend of mine went to visit the same guy again recently, yeah. and it's gone. That atmosphere is gone. None of them believe bringing Boris back. Also, <laughs> they're well aware that it's... Even... Boris back better. Not going to happen. I, I think Boris still is quite popular with the general public. That's, that's why it's our job to convince them that he will betray you over and over and over again. Right. Boris Johnson will spit on your hopes and dreams. Oh, that's totally true. But, but just, he's not needed. Your question was, does yeah. Farage need him? No. Well, that, that's the point, isn't it? I don't see why Farage needs Boris, because Farage is clearly the only politician in Britain who has any kind of understanding of the idea and the willpower to do something about it. Just the only thing. But the only person who's prepared who, who actually comes from the outside, because this is uh, it's going to clearly require a 
an outsider to do something about all of this. And it, so it's not going to come from within the Conservative Party. Um, so I don't, I don't think Farage needs Boris at all. Um, but of course, who knows? And uh, this is uh, something that Farage has, again, when he formed an alliance with Boris, apparently according to Mayan, never say never. I can't predict what will happen right now. If at some point there's a role for me to play, I would not rule it out. I think he's just keeping his powder dry, of course. But, um, but he did say that, you know, oh, I'm not planning to go straight back into politics or anything like that. Again, I think he's playing coy. My Instagram DMs have blown up since I got back. They probably have. Yeah. <laughs> probably- so many D-nets have been getting in touch with him. It's- looking good, Nigel. Well, he is looking better. <laughs> there's a phrase in Russian to describe the Chinese. Oh, yeah. And the <laughs> phrase is China's last warning. Because the Soviets and the modern-day Russians have had the same interactions with China that we have, yeah. which is every two weeks, China issues a new final warning, and then we will go to war, or something major will happen, and they never do. Yeah. And Nigel Farage has this version of this, where he's like, I have no plans to get back into politics Yeah. next week. I'm getting back into politics. I'm not retired anymore. Yeah. So the, 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 yeah, it looks entirely possible that Nigel's going not, to capitalize on whatever popularity he's generated here. And it's clear that he's generated some because you can't come third if everyone hates you. And it looks like the Conservatives are in the weakest possible position. Nigel must have just been absolutely thrilled. Coming out, how the, how the polls looking? Oh, they're worse than before. Brilliant. And he's already absolutely got... Brilliant. As we can see on the screen, he's already got some experience here dealing with parliamentary politics. Yeah, well, he does make that joke when he's in there, actually. Oh, really? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, he does, yeah. Um, but also, he comes out uh, with enough money in his Coots bank account to not uh, dip behind the threshold. And so everything is kind of looking rosy for Farage. I think he's the real winner out of the celebrity, even though he didn't come first. All right. Well, All right. Moment, we'll I'd li- move. I, I like your idea, though, Callum, the phrase, what could it be like? Nigel's final retirement. Yeah, yeah. basically. It's, it's like whenever you see the Rolling Stones, it's their last tour this time. We're definitely... Kiss is retiring this time, guys. We swear. I'm genuinely amazed any of these bands are still alive. Yeah, I'm surprised that they are as well, to be honest. You don't know how many drugs they did. I'm still, shocked. <laughs> I'm, I'm still shocked that Keith Richards outlasted Lemmy. Yeah. And L- Lemmy was a, lo- a lot younger than Keith Richards as well. Lemmy was a serious drinker, though. <laughs> Keith Richards wasn't. Yeah, but I get the feeling that Lemmy was really serious about I mean, it. Lemmy was quite unfortunate because he got diagnosed with cancer, I think, the day before his birthday, oh. uh, on the 23rd of December or something like that, lived through Christmas, and then died on Boxing Day, which is, that's a really rapid yeah, <laughs> sequence that happened there. Yeah. Uh, rest in peace, Lemmy. Anyway, so, uh, did you know that porn is bad for you? Yes. Could you even believe it if I said that the people producing porn don't have your best intentions in mind. Really? Well, in a groundbreaking new report, <laughs> Michael Knowles... <laughs> Michael Knowles has discovered that, no, in fact, pornographers do not have your best interests in mind. What about the tobacco industry? Oh, I hate to break this to you, man. <laughs> they might just want to make money off of you. I can't believe the merchants of vice are just bad people. I know, I know. This was a big shock to me yeah. as well. I had to rethink a lot of different things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah it turns out that um, the operators of MindGeek, now known as ALO, have been caught in an undercover report, Project Veritas style, admitting to some rather unsavory behavior. I know nobody was expecting such a thing from, like you say, the purveyors and merchants of vice. But I think it is interesting because 
the way that they talk about it really does show that this is probably the mindset of not just those in the porn industry, but anybody in influence uh, creating uh, businesses, any sort of aspect of the media, as we know as well from Project Veritas's various things, that they all hate you and they all want to make you gay. Quite literally, they want to make you gay and they want to make you trans. I, I don't know if I can say that on YouTube, but it's the truth. Maybe if we can't bleep that out, editor. But I think we can probably say that. I think it's fine. I mean, this is this is straight from the horse's mouth, as we'll see as we yeah. go along. Uh, but first, uh, the website has lots of great videos on it, and uh, things can, that won't make you gay. Yeah, this definitely won't make you gay. This will make you informed, which is the opposite of gay. Um, <laughs> This this was one. I used to be gay, but then I went to school. <laughs> <laughs> well, not if you went to British private school. Yeah, sadly, the, <laughs> sadly. Uh, but this was a video that Josh and I did on his contemplation series, talking about the uh, influence of genetics on people's behaviour and their politics as well, the heritability of politics. It was a really interesting discussion, and I think there is a lot of value in this video. So please watch that on the website if you can. If you can't, then I've got a great solution for you, which is giving us five pounds a month, and then you can watch it. Even better. Win-win. Everybody comes out on top right there. So Michael Knowles did a very interesting interview with a woman from a, C uh, from a um, company called, I think it's Sound Investigations, their Project Veritas-style investigation journalists. Uh, he did an uh, interview with this woman, Arden Young, who produced this uh, uh, sting operation, basically, once again, like like a uh, Project Veritas, where she spoke to some of the writers and producers of Mind Geek. It was Mind Geek, now it's Alo, but I'll keep calling them Mind Geek, who are the umbrella corporation that own Pornhub and a whole swath of all of these pornographic websites, and have been in a lot of trouble over the years for um, some pretty dodgy things that they've put on their website before. I think a few years ago, Pornhub had to remove like 90% of the catalog because they couldn't, yeah. they couldn't verify explicitly whether it was underage or rape content yeah. or not. And most of them, they didn't care until... It was worse than that. So it was pointed out to them that there was pedophilic and rape content on the website and their content moderators didn't take it down after being notified multiple times about specific content. So then they were going to get investigated and shut down. So then they just deleted everyone who didn't have a verified account. I think there was a number of legal suits put against them from people who were saying that I have been put on the website. I was exploited in this video. I have told you multiple times to take it down and they didn't. And it was only when they got that pushback, that legal pushback, that they actually did anything about it. So as far as I'm concerned, even just on that basis alone, these companies are evil. Yeah, They hate you and they don't care if you are being exploited. Uh, but the they're going to profit from it. Yeah, they're, 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 they're not. They don't care. They're actively in favor of it. They're happy to profit for it. But yeah. even outside of that, these people have ideological reasons for wanting to push this content onto people. And as we'll find out here, they're very well aware. Oh, and I can't uh, believe people from uh, just people who justify from a bad thing have got rationales as to why that's actually a good. Thing. I know, but it's very modern uh, rationales really? for it. It's very intersectional rationales for it, and they're very well aware. As we saw from the Utah, which I'll, um, I'll mention in a few minutes, uh, the Utah lawsuit, which meant that they had to have age verification for Pornhub uh, in that state, they just decided, you know, screw it, we're just not going to operate there. If children, if children can't watch our explicit pornography, we may as well not operate at all. They so the the argument in their defense there would be, well, we just can't have the infrastructure for it, right? So I mean, it's going to be millions of. Age you need a porn pass. Yeah, there's going to be millions of people 
They'd be like, well, it's just too much expense. We can't be bothered, right? That's what they would that's, say in their own defense. That, that, that's their own defense, but I don't believe it, especially well, from what they uh, they say. Saying, I believe it. Not from what they say in here, certainly, because they it, it becomes clear they are operating the business with the explicit knowledge that children will be watching this and tailoring their content for people of up to about uh, up to uh, the age of about eleven or twelve years old. Jesus, is, is, so that is a crime. Yes, it is a crime. Like Facebook, uh, duty bound to thirteen and below is off limits, and then they illegally function to make sure their advertising is hitting that below thirteen yeah. rate. These, these people, as far as I'm concerned, should be arrested and tried yeah. for um, various offences. Yeah, uh, but let's see because there's there's some clips in here. <clears throat> so if I uh, oh yeah, John's got them up. So let, let's watch this one. Let's say you're 12 years old, you're still figuring out your sexuality, maybe even your gender. Wouldn't it be helpful to see, not a celebration, but just like maybe a normalization of something that you think is what you want, you know? Probably helps a lot. Let's say I was 12 and I saw like Trans Angels, I saw all these different sites. It would help me figure out what I do like and what I don't like. Try to push stuff that's more less less accepted. Like putting a putting a, a trans male or a trans female in a scene, you wouldn't get that on a normal mainstream site. So test it out. See if you get a bigger audience with it. See if you can convert somebody. Right? Like maybe somebody who's never looked for anything like that might find it interesting and click on it. Same thing for buy stuff. Same thing for gay. That's another senior scriptwriter at MindGeek now called Alo, but we all know it as Pornhub. That's just the biggest pornographers on the planet. How do you make 12-year-olds trans and gay? Yes. That's and your company. He, he seems to be justifying it by saying, oh, yeah, they, <laughs> they might just like be a, trying to find their identity. Yeah. It comes with the assumption that, oh, well, kids who don't realize that they're already trans will yeah. be watching our stuff. So we might as well push it onto them. This is going to help a lot, is it? Help who? Yeah. But help them. It seems that they are operating a little bit, whether they say explicitly or not, that there is some elasticity and malleability, especially with you're talking about 12-year-olds, obviously their yeah. brains are still incredibly malleable to this. They shouldn't be on porn sites. No, of course they well, shouldn't. Yeah. But seeing as they're going <laughs> to be anyway, <laughs> well, we may as well convert them. Yeah. No, but this is actually, I'm pretty sure, an admission of a crime here. Because, as mentioned, social media companies are duty-bound to not go under 13 because of the conflicts of interest there just with social media. For a pornography company to say that we're looking at 12-year-olds and how to get them on the site, no. But that is actually a crime. You cannot be even having those discussions in the office at Pornhub. Well, they are. And in which they case, are, and they're tailoring their content yeah, and algorithms so. towards it. Because that's what they're also doing. They're tailoring the content and the algorithms. And uh, to see how they're tailoring the content, um, this next clip's very good, because uh, it shows that it's not just the kids. It's also, they explicitly say, straight guys. Let's try and get straight guys into this stuff so that we can expand our markets. The thing is, is like when you write for like Sean Cody, which is like primarily gay targeted, when you write for trans angels, which is trans uh, female presenting targeted, you also try to see how much you can take of that and bring it to mainstream vanilla content, right? Because like Brazzers and Reality Kings is predominantly for straight men, but you try to like push the envelope as much as you can be like, okay, can I hint at like buy content here? Can I can I like talk more about like, what if we brought a trans talent onto the site? And you kind of like take those risks to try and broaden it a little bit more, even though you know that you have a site dedicated to that, right? Like you're always trying to push a little further. Because the thing is, the thing about Trans Angels, which is a site, um, it's female presenting trans women. It's, and like, 
they sell that to straight men. Like, that's the demographic. Why? So yeah, we're going to try and expand the market by turning straight guys gay. Because that's ex explicitly what the rationale here is. Because if you're yeah. talking about... How does that expand the market? Well, it expands the market for trans porn, but it doesn't expand the market of pornography users. So, so what's the point? Because you want them to be diverse. You want them to be. Inclusive. You want them to be paying for all of this extra content, which is behind the paywalls. Yeah, but you you could it's do not that behind with, paywalls. Though. You could do that with. Well, that's, that's that's the thing. A lot of it's free access. So this really, isn't about money. What you're really doing. Well, the excuse given in some articles that we'll look at in a few minutes are that. It is to expand the market so that they can get paid subscribers to these websites, like I think Trans Angels is what it's called. Right. Um, but and, and therefore, it's not about trying to convert straight guys to become gay. It's about expanding the market. But to expand the market, you have, you, to. You have to convert them. But even then, you, <clears throat> if if you control the the straight porn, the trans porn, and the gay porn, getting the the straight porn to watch the trans porn doesn't increase the market at all. You still are getting the same amount of money. But it means you convert. It means that you're converting those viewers into the more transgressive stuff. But like you say, if it's all the same, if it's if all I the same, if I own Coke viewers, and Pepsi, why would I convert Coke purchasers to buy Pepsi? Yeah, I get the same money either way. These are very good questions. There are. If you're a racist for drinking Coke, <laughs> not a racist for drinking Pepsi. <laughs> I've I, got a social mission. And then next week, you're a racist for drinking Pepsi. You go back to Coke. Like, so just for some background as well, here's Arden herself talking to Michael about the background of the investigation and some of the other practices that, that we've already referenced here. So let's play that. Well, we were inspired to investigate Pornhub in the first place because of a 2020 New York Times article called The Children of Pornhub. It really detailed uh, struggles of often underage people to get their abuse videos taken off of Pornhub, which were being advertised and monetized. Um, so Pornhub was benefiting monetarily from these videos as well as the abusers uploading the videos. And through months and months of requests and, and begging Pornhub to take these videos down, uh, the videos were not taken down. Only after legal action was taken, this article came out, did Pornhub start really getting scared and taking these things seriously. But our premise for the whole investigation was maybe their concern was just lip service and, and maybe these things are really still going on. So that's what we sought out to prove. And we did. We have um, multiple previous undercover videos we've published that detail just the lack of agent consent verification for pornographic uploads and pornographic ads going on the site. Um, advertising porn to appeal to pedophiles and young teens. Uh, we just have a plethora of undercover footage that we've been putting out. So these companies are evil and profit off of rape, pedophilia, underage yeah. consumption of very transgressive materials, an active desire to try to uh, convert children into transgressive sexualities and, and identities. By pure coincidence at the same time, upon being evil and supporting rape, they also want to make you gay and transgender. I, I just, Interesting. So, I mean, like, I don't use Pornhub. I'm going to assume there are just millions and millions of videos on it, though. Right? Well, yes. That's I mean, why like, they had to get any video hosting. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like any video hosting site, right? There are going to be millions and millions and millions of uploaded, user-uploaded videos. So, if someone's like, could you take that one down? That features me being raped or something. Why would you show any resistance? Like, oh, well, no. Well, what percentage about... No, you just take it down because you'd be like... 
it's a piece of art no no yeah, exactly right no no it's not even about like morals right i'll just assume that every single person working at pornhub is a despicable human being fine let's that's taken as a given but aren't you worried about being sued right so you just take it down like youtube dmca right okay that's gone until you appeal it because otherwise we could get sued therefore we have to just take it down Pornhub, like no 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 that's staying up it's well, that, free speech that's, like what, what's their argument you know Rape is free speech. But that's the point. What's their argument? Because you should be like, right, from a from a company point of view, from a purely business point of view, but yeah, if, if someone files a complaint on one of these categories, we just take it down because that insulates the company from lawsuits. You know, you would be a maniac to leave that the, up. The industry has safeguards in place for this kind of... Uh, well, I'll tell you in a moment. First, uh, just for some more evidence of what's going on, Here's from another man who is a production coordinator uh, to MindGeek. I've got a clip up for this. John, if you want to play this one. There was a study that was like, I think it was like 11 years old is the average age kids are now viewing. What do you think about that? I mean, sounds like my age. <laughs> I also did so really? much. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. You know, yeah. definitely associated with humor. Right. Like it's natural. Yeah, exactly. But that's the thing is that a lot of those religious groups will tell you it's not, and that's wrong. Do you think that kids go on that? Do I think they go on there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I think they still go on there for sure. All you have to do is like what, probably check a box or something to... I think so, yeah. I probably just asked you, are you 18 years old, yes or no? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they've done like too much on that. It's, it's got some educational aspects to it, so... so there's yeah, that. there's so many... Um... I mean, especially with boys. <sighs> what? Educational aspect? Yeah, this is sex education now, is it? Yes. That's the, that's the idea. And once again, just showing there that he knows that that as she pointed out, 11 years old is the age that some of these people are going onto these websites for the first time. He's like, yep, sounds perfectly fine. That's what I did. I became addicted to porn from a young age, so that means it's perfectly normal and perfectly look at you. natural. Yeah, now you're kinda, working for a company justifying all this. I kind of hate this whole conversation about the, the, age, of cons the age of viewing stuff and uh, pornography, because usually it comes down to the solution you get from boomers is the wank pass that we tried to have in the UK. Where they're like, yes, go to your local license store and get a wank license for one-time use, and then go and have a wank, and then buy another one. And it's just like, that's mad. When the obvious solution was just, if you have a kid, you can go to the search engine and put safe search on, and then they can't access porn. You can do that with every device on every search uh, uh, browser they have, and that solves it. But no, we have, we have to get to a conversation about like wank passes, like you were saying about Utah, which I just... Well, the, like you, you as a company, it, Pornhub should the, not be talking about. The fact of the matter, if it gets Pornhub to pull out of that entire state, then I'm kind of in favor of them. Yeah, the, <laughs> the, the fact of the matter is that this content is not just damaging to young people, but it's also damaging to anybody who consumes it. It acts. There's been psychological studies that have shown that when it, uh, if the way it affects the brain is it basically acts like a hard ad addictive drug, like heroin. Yeah, and you're able to access it for free. Your local drug dealer is a nicer person than tobacco salesman or these people. I'm, I'm totally in agreement with they that. Actually, they actually... Your local drug dealer might play video games with you. He's probably better. They actually probably are nicer and more well-meaning than these people because he would probably not sell drugs directly to an 11-year-old, although he might, but not all of them, whereas these are gigantic corporations. 
Uh, and one of the and reasons, they, they apparently are totally fine with. Yeah, one of the reasons I say that they've got legal safeguards against it. So is when when Utah decided that they wanted to have the age restrictions really uh, vigorously implemented, so that under eighteen year olds couldn't access this material. And then MindGeek decided, right, we're just going to pull out altogether. We're not going to have Pornhub accessible in the whole state. Notice well that Pornhub, they own uh, MindGeek. I think owns a website called VPN Hub. Oh, does it? Yes. Which obviously means that you can get over these kinds of statewide restrictions. Um, The Free Speech Coalition filed a lawsuit that complained that this was against the First Amendment because being able to access porn for free at all times with no age restrictions is, of course, a a, a direct violation of what the Founding Fathers intended, goddammit. This is what Jefferson. Well, accessing yeah, this is what Washington right. wanted. Benjamin Franklin. Now, the Free Speech Coalition, as they point out in this NPR article, are a trade organization for the adult entertainment industry. So they're a front legal organization for Pornhub and all these other websites. They've just given themselves an unobjectionable name, like the Free Speech Coalition, to try and hide that a little bit. Everybody knows it, but when you hear Free Speech Coalition, that sounds a hell of a lot nicer than the Free Porn for Kids Coalition, which is probably a more accurate title. I'm, I'm not even sure if I agree that pornography is a free speech question either. To be no, I don't think it is either. This is not political, so... No, also, the media reactions to this are exactly as you would expect, which is being dishonest and trying to misrepresent the situation. So, oh wait, also, AA decided to do a bit of gloating on this because he's been saying that porn leads people to this kind of behavior for years, and... Uh, and now everybody's picking up on it. So I thought it was funny that he was gloating. I can add to that as well. The oh, whole yeah. that they're putting transgender stuff to try and turn the straights gay or whatever. Yep. I was looking at a research film and it was a, a group of women who were all uh, sexually attracted to each other. And I thought, oh, you know, I'll check out that research film. There's a man in it. There's a man in a wig. Like, what the hell is this? There you go. At least now I know that it wasn't someone mistakenly titling that research <laughs> film. It was... It's very intentional. Some bellend trying to make me gay. <laughs> And thank God it didn't work, right? Yeah. That's not a yes. (laughs) (laughs) So these are some articles that Michael Knowles himself shared on his account saying that these are completely misrepresenting me because look at how dishonest the title alone is. Michael Knowles of the conservative Daily Wire claims Pornhub makes you gay or trans. No, it was the writers and producers. You know, I I would probably be like, yeah, I'm making that claim. Now what? I mean, yeah, he... (laughs) Prove me wrong. He is, but also he had direct video evidence of the writers and producers saying, yeah, we're trying to do this. Yes. Also, we're letting 11-year-olds and 12-year-olds watch this and we're explicitly making the content for them. Yeah. Fantastic. So it says it says in here, the interview featured claims based on a... a, a Featured claims based on a video clip of Dylan Rice, a senior, admitting. Yeah, a senior content specialist at ALO. Rice was recorded saying, let's say you're 12-year-olds, you're out phys- still figuring out sexuality, maybe even your gender. Wouldn't it be helpful to see not a celebration, but maybe a normalization of something that you think is what you want probably helps a lot. Though the content in which he well, made these second. assertions is unclear since the video was edited and shot without his permission. So they're not, they're not saying that that's not true, that he said that. They're saying, out of context, bro. Out of context. I mean, what context could make that better? <laughs> but also that argument is like totally ignoring the sort of 95% of straight kids who are now having their own development of their own sexual identity attacked by infusing, you know, inserting this in front of their eyes. Being like, okay, you know, now be, be more confused. It's like, okay, don't worry about them then. Noel's stance often reflects a broader trend within certain conservative circles. So here's where we try and just smear it 
yeah, we got them on footage saying that they want to turn your 11-year-old gay or trans, but don't you understand that he's a transphobic Just conservative? Pornhub and Disney. <laughs> yep. Yes, we're trying to my, gay your kids. My not so secret like, gay agenda. Yeah, exactly. It's just yeah, sexual orientation and gender identity are innate aspects of a person's identity. Let's get all the affirmations yeah, out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Decades of scientific research. Don't you understand the American Psychological Association, which definitely doesn't profit from all yeah, of man, this? Is, what did they say? These are intrinsic. They're intrinsic, but right. it seems that the guys if writing it and producing it. Why would you need to do this? Yeah, they don't. They don't seem to be treating it that way when they're writing this stuff. Yeah, like That's they, they they understand that it's malleable, which is why they do this. Yeah, if yeah. it was just an intrinsic, like they're not trying to change your height by showing you <laughs> like tall people. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Showing you pornography of tall people and be like, see, have you thought about growing up a bit? Like, you know, no, because <laughs> that is something intrinsic. It's Get not something that's malleable. Exactly, right. Yeah. They know well, that these things are not intrinsic. Well, it's because it's, it's been shown time and time again. All you need to do is really, as Rory does every so often, is scour Reddit for these <laughs> sorts of stories yeah, yeah. and find that, yeah, uh, this person watched pornography, got addicted to pornography, yeah. started watching more and more degenerate pornography because the novelty wears off and yeah. your brain is seeking to novelty to hit the dopamine receptors. Yeah. And then they end up stumbling onto trans. And now all of a sudden... I get an erection when I look in the mirror wearing a dress. I'm a woman, I guess. That's what all guess of the, so, yeah. that's what happens with all of these stories. Yeah. Every single one of them because it does act like a drug and you can't just get off on that one hit like you used to be able to. You need to get more and more into the weeds of how sick this stuff gets. And so you end up developing some pretty maladaptive behaviors. Yeah. Every single time. Now, in the 100 included the uh, comment that uh, a spokesperson for ALO, which once again is what MindGeek is now, they literally said it in the video. Yep. Conservative pundit claims Pornhub is trying to turn straight men gay. They... Yeah, but have you considered okay. have you considered ALO, Mind Geek's side of the story? What when they were like, yeah, we're trying to make you gay. Yeah, but that was out of context, bro. They say the person who was illegally filmed in this video is very clearly speaking of converting free users into paid subscribers. And any By insinuation. Gay. <laughs> I'm sorry, like, we may sell pornography to kids, but at least I don't illegally film people without their permission. <laughs> what is that line? <laughs> but, but, but we will host videos of people who have done that. Yeah, rape yeah. victims who want their videos taken down? No, sir. <laughs> illegally filming me at yeah. lunch? Ew. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, exactly. And, and as well, LB, LGBTQ Nation as well, doing the same thing. They're all just uh, peddling so... the same thing where they go, like, can you believe Michael Knowles said this? Well, yeah, it was where, just yeah. Michael Knowles. Where were the secret messages? They've made that up. There's no secret messages. But, but he, he literally said, yeah, they might have clicked on the video because they want to see a man having sex with a woman, but what if the woman actually has a penis? Good point. That's what they basically said. But I want to be clear with this as well, that pornography is not just bad if the writers of it are trying to also turn you gay or trans. It's just bad in general for you. You really <laughs> should stop watching it. I think this is a call for you watching this, if you are watching it, to try and at least minimize your viewing of it as much as possible. Because, and, and, and full disclosure, this website that I got this information off, Canopy, they seem to be selling some kind of app that allows you to block your own devices from accessing these websites, which seems like a good thing, to be honest. But the information they have on here checks out with all the other information I've been able to find on the effects of it, where they say it impacts your brain like an addictive drug by triggering ever-increasing amounts of dopamine, over time, the brain builds up tolerance to the excess dopamine and requires either more access or more extreme content to achieve the same level of perceived pleasure. So it's 
hijacking the pleasure center of your brain. When your brain's reward center triggers the release of dopamine-related chemicals, it also releases a protein, delta Fos B, that serves as a reinforcer. In effect, it creates neural pathways to connect what someone is doing to how they feel, in this case, strongly connecting pleasure to the act of watching pornography. So it's rewiring your brain to seek more of this stuff and more extreme stuff. So it's habituating yeah. you into the act of viewing more and more extreme pornography. But it's uh, also why the Zoomers can't get laid. Right? That, that too. try. Well, but why would you need to yeah, if well, I can just log on and yeah. go onto Pornhub and find all manner of disgusting exploits that I never would have sought out in my own life for free in the click of a button? I'm really going to have to try and sell heterosexuality to the Zoomers. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, right? Women actually feel nice. <laughs> like they, they, They're soft and they're nice. They're pleasant. Yeah, and they, they finish it off by saying the risks of becoming addicted to pornography is higher for teenagers as the reward centers in the brains respond two to four times more strongly than those of adult brains. I can't believe we're at the point where we've got to try and explain to young men why they should be interested in women. Like, that is... Yes, but have you seen my 2D waifu? Yeah, but honestly, though, right? I'm just thinking back to when I was a teenager and the idea that that needs to be sold, like, the, the, the problem was like, stop, 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 you know, focus on something else, stop, you know, well, they decided to focus on porn instead. Well, yeah. I mean, thank God I didn't have the internet when I was a teenager. So yeah, uh, you should probably stop watching porn. And also all of the people organizing uh, these massive companies, all of the writers, the producers, the executives, anybody funneling money through them should be arrested and tried with pretty serious human trafficking, indecency charges, all of them. These companies need to be shut down. Yeah, no, if you're... Like I'm, um, I know you're not a fan of the wanking license, but I don't think there's any no I think rational excuse for why any of these organizations up, should be allowed to exist. Just keeping up rape videos or child pornography, death. Like I'm sorry, you're just like your company shouldn't exist. And that's what they did. Well, like I was saying earlier, like I'm just amazed that they view the value of that the, the you know the few pennies they're going to make on an individual video as being yeah. worth the risk of a lawsuit against their company. At least with Twitter, they could argue, well, we can't, we don't have enough time to take down child porn because we have so much censoring of speech to do about the N word. Because <laughs> Joe Biden's on our back all the time, bro. Yeah, like that was yeah. true. And then yeah. Elon took over and all the child porn disappeared. But mm -hmm. with Pornhub, like you. you I'm sure the nothing. free speech coalition were horrified at that. Well, we are the free speech coalition. We were like, brilliant, good job. <laughs> yeah. What's next, Elon? Bring back Alex Jones, you know? I think he is now, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, he is, yeah. yeah. So, like, Elon's doing a great job from the Free Speech Coalition's point of view. Like, you know, but that doesn't, that includes getting rid of this sort of stuff. Well, let's go to the uh, video comments. Is this just Craig trying to eliminate all this competition? Yeah, Connor. I have competition. And men are women. <laughs> <laughs> let's go to the next one. Point. I like the confidence. In front of Sting as well. <laughs> With a roll of four, your flying kick attack fails. The beast grabs you mid-air and slams you against the ground with near-deadly force. You are barely hanging on to life. You cannot afford another roll like that. Stop being so stubborn, Dan. You're going to die. Fine. Do it. Smite. Roll for it. Natural 20, baby. Get back in the kitchen, bitch. Your attack is extremely effective. Congratulations, boys. You have defeated feminism. <laughs> Good. Connor is on a mission from God. Just needs one smite. So the next one. So on the subject of Dan's uh, video game companies going <laughs> woke, um, 
I was noticing a lot of people getting very angry about the GTA game that's coming out. And obviously it's being designed along a woke criteria. It's going to have a woke storyline. But given the mechanics of the game, when this game drops, it's you're going to see people being judged by the content of their character on a scale not seen since <laughs> the Bible. Can you guys think of any other games that have ever come out where the mechanics completely clash with what the actual message you're trying to get across is? What was that guy? Last of Us Part 2? Punching a feminist and deporting a Mexican. Uh, Red Dead 2. Yeah. But imagine what he's going to do with GTA 6. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. I accidentally mounted the curb. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the thing is, right? It, it, I, I mean, just... it, if anything, it goes back to the roots of GTA, where in the first game, there would be the Harry Krishna marches, where you could just yeah. run them all over, and you'd get extra points for it, and so, a little message pop up on screen. Imagine that the Ku Klux Klan got access to Rockstar. Right. Like, right. No, no, no. Imagine they took over Rockstar Games. Right, right. We're going to make a new GTA game. And we're going to portray blacks in the worst possible way. How would it be any different? Oh, they're, they're like weird degenerates and they're disgusting. They're fat. They're drugs. They commit crimes. And this is the representation of the black community that Rockstar are like, hey, isn't this empowering? It's, it's I don't think worst, it's like that. Once again, it's it, the worst so, possible from, representation from, of any. Community. From what I've seen, GTA Six has literally just taken a load of videos from Miami and recreated them for have. the trailer. I bet they have. Like, there's, there's like, actually, okay. one of the one of the people featured in it was a guy covered from head to foot in tattoos, and a guy who looks exactly like him from Florida has said that he's going to sue GTA Six for stealing his likeness. Go ahead. Like I, I just would be like, look. Is that really what they think of us? <laughs> this, this is a difference. I think I kind of hate the, the quote-unquote backlash to the trailer because it's yeah, I don't care insincere. I think the whole like, oh my God, they put black people in it. It's like, yeah, it's foreign. Anyway, but the... Uh, it's GTA. There's a big difference <laughs> between... never featured black yeah, characters There's a big before. difference between no. GTA and Red Dead 2, for yeah. example. Because Red Dead 2 very clearly was, you know, controlled in the sense of like, well, I may be a murdering psychopath, but I'm not a racist. That's your main character. <laughs> Blinders morality. Yeah, it was, yeah, it's comical. And they, they did flip their lids when that guy took a, a feminist and then beat yeah. the crap out of her. And they deleted the video on YouTube, for example, and they had to put it back up. Reporting a Mexican. Yeah. Yeah. And then he took a black man to a clan rally. Which is <laughs> <laughs> so that, that is controlled. But the, the GTA world, everyone they've done, at least since four that I can remember, is just a mirror image of American society, slightly taking the piss out of. And they've sort of run out of stuff to take the piss out of. So they're doing the South Park thing of just represent reality. So I, I think it's fine because... No, I'm not angry. I, I don't think they're actually running into problems of like, oh, we represent the black community bad. It's like, no, you represent the black community. And on that note, let's move to the next uh, video. <laughs> I thought I would just give a shout out. Everyone really, really should check out Thomas Dowling's podcast, which is the Gatsby podcast. It's criminally underrated. And honestly, he should probably upload it to rumble and youtube and try to get it out there more but um here you can find it and the first episode is him and connor reviewing the great gatsby book itself and they both do a wonderful job and it's very accessible the next one so the left didn't have to go searching on the right to try to find the real nazis they had the real nazis inside of them the whole time isn't that sweet Man, that looks so much fun. Well, the unfortunate thing about being right is that one is actually correct. Oh, well. Let's just watch the show, eh? Without the, the anime stuff, to be honest, robotics looks a lot cooler. Yeah, it does. I kind of want to build a Bob Sample. Just a little robotic version. I just want to build a Terminator. I, was gonna, I, I want a mech suit. 
Yeah. I don't care if you want to call it anime or not. I want a mech suit. Well, no, it doesn't have to be anime. It's just that he has anime girl mech suits. And stuff. Oh, yeah, the anime girl stuff, no, but I want a yeah. gigantic... Uh, Evangelion gets weird, and I don't know how much I like that show, but the mech suits in it are awesome. They look great. Yeah. All right, well, let's go to the written comments on the site. Uh, Biggie Bigfoot says, Coming back to the Lotus Seeds podcast, I'm three weeks away on paternity leave for my firstborn son. Congrats. Hope I didn't, yeah, hope I didn't hear my, uh, miss much. Great to hear you guys again. Well, thanks very much. Um, Base Ape says, Remember, boys, ethnic cleansing is bad. Look at the Native Americans or Palestinians. Unless it's cleansing Jews or Europeans, then it's good. Totally coherent worldview. Well, it's just about power, really. <clears throat> it's just about who do you want to be in charge. And they're like, No, we don't want Europeans to be in charge. Okay, that's pretty straightforward. I mean, they, the Anglo they, named, uh, they named all of the various factions that make up the intersectional coalition. They explicitly told you who they were and what they're after. Yeah. It's that thing of like post-World War II, the Anglo-Saxon world order. It's just like that. Genocide isn't on the table by any means, not through machetes or mass displacement. And then in the modern age, the left are just like, eh, Yeah, but what about we? you, though? Yeah. You know, you're standing in the way of our genocide, so you have to go next. Sophie says, it really amazes me that these people honestly believe this new population will remain bowing servants forever. Um, no. Eventually they're going to replace you too, the white elite. Uh, they'll form their own coalitions and vote in their own guys, make their own parties. Yeah, and they're not going to have any of this guilt that allows you to get to where you are now. Well, the ADL's finding out in real time. Yeah, they are. Yeah, oh my god, I can't believe that all of these Zoomers are anti-Semitic. You just told them to hate the people. No. Sounds like Tucker Carlson didn't want to kill us. It was, it was Hamas. <laughs> yeah. Huh. <laughs> Just shocking. Uh, the Crusader says, change white people into a minority and have them like it. Sounds an awful lot similar to you will own nothing and you will be happy. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? It's just, it's the, that's the thing. It's the weird desire to have you love your servitude. You know, literally like the end of 1984, <laughs> I love Big Brother. You know, that's what they want to genuinely break the will. Can't stand it. Bramble Warhawk says, they attack the Santa so much when we challenge a great re replacement theory, yet these are the same people who are chanting from the river to the sea. The hypocrisy of these people knows no limit. Yeah, but there's no point pointing it out because they literally aren't ashamed of it. Uh, Matt says, Tucker Carlson is a member of a long list of people, along with Nigel Farage and Alex Jones, who I'm told I'm supposed to hate, uh, can, get, can, scarcely, can scarcely find anything they say I disagree with, let alone find so offensive as to incite me to antipathy. Uh, well, that's because they are against the progress. That's it. They literally just are dangerous to the progressive. They're, they're against Bill Maher's notion of progress. I still yeah. can't really believe he said that. I can. It's yeah. a victory, Callum. In a war, you didn't realize you were fighting. I thought he just... was wise enough to keep his mouth shut. Yeah. Well, this is why Harry's got a smug look. When I <laughs> um, can I... I thought so too. <laughs> and then he went, I'll drink it up, which I'm like, okay, thanks. Uh, can I read this one from Hector Rex? Uh, yeah. Imagining Carl on stage at the Republican nomination with one big note that says Bigfoot is real. Yeah. Uh, hit your points, Carl. Stay on yeah. topic. Yeah, I know. I'm going to hold it up. You know, <laughs> proof. Uh, Alexander says, reminder, a few years ago, Ben Shapiro was talking about how he doesn't give a good damn about the browning of America. Skin color doesn't matter. Ideology does. Then goes on about how important defending the only Jewish state is. Yes. The French celeb says, American racial politics are insufferable. Yes. Uh, Omar says, using immigrant votes to win elections echoes previous attempts to pack the Supreme Court. Yep, it does. Pack the electorate. Yeah. 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 Literally, we can't win money. in the framework that we've got now. We've got to change the framework. Uh, they can't win. That's what Omar says. They can't win using the current rules, so they have to stack the deck, change the rules, and still feel the need to lie and gaslight. The most insecure part of American elections are the Democrats running. Totally true. Uh, Big Ed says, honestly, Tucker going solo was probably one of the best things that could have happened. 
been seeing clips from his interview with Alex Jones going around. His producers would never have let that happen on Fox. Totally true. I mean, I'm enjoying Tucker's segments. Um, Zombie Philip, the Duke of Edinburgh, throwing racist slurs from beyond the grave, says, got to put out there that Sam from uh, I'm a Celebrity has ADHD. So when you learn this, you understand why he's like that, right? I didn't know that. They didn't telegraph it very well. Everyone under the age of 40 has has been diagnosed with ADHD. Yeah, I've, I've heard that. Um, and I've heard they're all gay too. Uh, interestingly, he was also educated at a private school, same as Farage. He did extremely well in the quiz trial where he knew all the nature answers. Yeah. Huh. Uh, Warprider says, I think Farage did really well in the jungle. Coming third just goes to show how much support he actually has as a person. I hope he uses this momentum to do something politically. We need change and fast. Um, Nick says, Carl was optimistic like this before the last election. That turned out poorly. That was stolen. Like everything was in Trump's sign. The, the signs mean, pointed to Trump. Does he mean the British election? That we, we won. Or we. And then and then we got COVID. Yeah, and then Boris mass noni migration. Yeah. But but that's the point, right? When the signs are pointing in one direction, you read the signs and then you get the result that was expected. Okay, and you don't get the result, and there are reasons why it looks like it was stolen. Okay, fine. You know, it's it's you know, I hope for your sake, Nigel is your guy, but I can't see someone from within the paradigm destroying it. Nigel isn't from within the current paradigm. That's the thing. Nigel's always been an outsider. There's only, once again, there's only one solution, which is clear them out. We, we, need to, we, need to, <laughs> we need to clear them out. There needs to be a wave of homeless civil servants in the streets of London. Yeah, that's the take from AA's tweet, Twitter feed. I agree. But like, that's what? the obviously correct take. I don't need to go to AA's Twitter feed to read the Telegraph article of the insider at the Home Office saying they hate you. They will never do anything to stop the yeah, flow yeah, of yeah, immigration. So they all need firing. Yeah, absolutely. But like, okay, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I don't know like, if no Nigel. Disagrees with I don't that. know if Nigel's going to fire them all. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think Nigel would be quite happy to fire half the Home Office, don't you? Probably the whole thing. I can, I can only hope so. Fingers crossed. Um, George Hap says if Nigel teams up with Boris it'll be another betrayal from a cynical careerist yeah I don't know why he would bother to be honest um, Matt says I can personally attest to 90% of Pornhub's catalogue being deleted overnight <laughs> he saw it happen <laughs> I mean no! yeah. yeah I mean it was but like anyway and says the undercover Pornhub clips <clears throat> illustrate once again the fallacy of born this way as the Pornhub person is actively working on a conversion process to make children gay or transsexual. Well, remember, yeah. conversion is only allowed to happen one way. But the thing is, the born this way argument was only ever a kind of foot in the door argument against liberals. Because liberals have always been like, well, if they can't change it, then we can't discriminate against them based on it. And the second the left got through that, they're like, yeah, but everything's a choice, you see. My choice to be the thing. My choice. Because I've erased the value that not being this way has. And so I can just choose either or, and it doesn't matter to you because I've already obliterated your ability to discriminate between good and bad. Everything it's about literally. identity is completely malleable. Yeah. Life can be deconstructed from every aspect except for this one thing. This is completely biological determinism. But if you, but if you say that any lifestyle has a benefit and any has a detriment, then the problem is that the other lifestyle has to be reduced and the one that's below has to be raised. So they're both equal. Right now, we have to spread AIDS among the straight community. Pretty much, yeah. You share those needles because that's the the big thing. Obviously, if you wanted to, if you could choose, if your child was straight or gay, you'd pick straight every time, unless you're a monster, because otherwise you're cutting ten years off his life expectancy. And that's primarily just from the AIDS epidemic. 
there are also other problems. Um, of course, I'm not saying there isn't. It's just you know which one of these is going to give him a better life. Yeah. In, if in if you were in a rules in position where you have the veil of ignorance. Oh yeah, I'll give him the 45 percent suicide rate. Yeah, exactly. You wouldn't make him trans. You know. <laughs> so anyway. No, 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 no. Suicide attempt. Rate. Yeah, attempts. Yeah. <laughs> not that that makes it much better. You uh, suck at suicide. Anyway. Zombie Philip, uh, I'll read this one. A friend of mine told me that Pornhub has been constantly pushing trans porn to the recommended section, despite the fact they keep clicking they weren't interested. They said they were pretty sickened by what they saw, and it pushed them off the site. Well, if that's, if that's what it took to get them yep. off the site, I'm glad that they've decided to go off the site. What they now need to do is avoid all other porn sites. It's Taffy. very bad for them. Last comment, Taffy, no. Porn not good for me? Gosh, what next? Politicians not honest? Yeah. That is actually just utterly disgusting, though. That's their conversation yeah. in the office is, how do I trans and gay 12-year-olds are on my porn site? It's, no. Remember, the, the, Present for that. the LGBT coalition has to recruit. They do. Anyway, we're out of time. If you'd like more, there's a website. If you don't, don't. Bye. <laughs>